program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness. And I'm really excited about it because it is my friend, Yulia Auction, and she is from Ukraine. And we could have you just on your story of how you got here to America. We gotta do that quick because we got other stuff to talk about. It's a really good story. You wanna tell? You wanna tell? Yeah, yeah. You're looking at me like, what story? You know, how you Well, so tell you how I got here. Yeah. Okay, so I got here in 93. I was an orphan and. Kissy, uh, orphan. Yeah, and uh, I got here. I was. I was, um, I just joined the church and some of the, the ladies. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the ladies uh, told, uh, um, we had this gentleman come. He is a judge. Well, he was a judge from Washington, D.C. And they asked him if I, uh, if, if they can, if he can uh, take me to America with him to live with his family. And he came a week later and he asked my director from the orphanage if uh, it was okay for me to go. And they told him, yeah, that would be good. He told them that he'll take care of me. He'll provide everything for me. So I lived with him for a little bit. And how old were you? I was 15. I got, yeah, I got here when I was 15. I was 14. When I got here, I was 15. How long have you lived in the orphanage? Oh, since four yeah so wow yeah. 11 years yeah wow yeah. i mean that's that's truly hard yeah yeah and the yeah. orphanages were not terribly well funded you know what i wasn't there um i mean this is this would have been one of the, the last times that russia and ukraine were in, yep yeah but i feel like we did pretty well like the orphanage was good they've taken care of us we were clean we had clothing we had food i mean i i know that there's some people think about the romanian orphanages we weren't neglected we had everything we needed and uh we had school on the premises so it was kind of like a big property with the where the orphanage and the school are together we didn't they gave us privileges we could go to the movies uh for free if we wanted to so they did give us certain perks because we were how many kids were in the orphanage oh my gosh i would say probably i would say over 300 maybe from three to 500 kids and how many adults per kid Oh, we had, like, we had teachers. They're not teachers. They're, like, care, the people that take care Caretakers, of you. Yeah. yeah, they, we had probably from two to four people per class. So in the class, we had about 15 kids. And so we had about uh, four people, but then you go to school and you have teachers. Right, right. So maybe one adult per five kids. Yes. Yeah, so that's, but at night i mean you're no one's tucking you in 
No, <laughs> no, no. We no had like in. no, no. We just kind of we had it was interesting because we had like a four story building, and so the first story is where they do wash. You know, like giant, giant washing machines and dryers, and the, that's where they have clinic. Second floor is basically where you go and change. You have like a little area where you where you play and change. So you have like two rooms, and then and we had to separate those rooms for like boys and girls and then the third floor is where the boys slept and the fourth floor was the girls and so it's basically from the like a kindergarten even smaller yeah kindergarten I think kindergarten to 11th grade which is about 17 16 17 year olds and so and each each uh, class had about from one to two rooms and so in one room you can have maybe uh, 11 beds and then the next room would be smaller maybe three or four and so it just depends on the class right 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 so you came here when you're 15 you did not speak English no no I was so scared because I wasn't scared with the person who I was traveling with but I was just scared because now that I think about it it was just different because I had no knowledge at all uh what was going on I was kind of in the kind of in the fog a little bit right 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 and so because I I was I didn't know and I was worried about if somebody proposed something to me and I said yeah sure uh-huh. and then I would end up in compromising the situation I and now, so I kind of pushed myself and what was your perception of America yeah yeah you know? no America is a dream come true seriously you have so many opportunities we had uh with the orphanage I was always kind of bad so I never got to travel anywhere but with our you orphanage yes I was <laughs> I was just rude I I as a kid I was kind of rebellious maybe and, looking for love I don't know. I mean, I don't kids know. do that. The Maybe. kids want attention, regardless of it's good attention or bad attention. They want attention, and so if they figure out that being, oh yes, I will do that for you, gets them attention, then they'll do more of that. If they find out that you know being sassy gets them more attention, then they'll do more of that. Yes, and I was definitely sassy, so I was always sassy. But I know with the, with our orphanage, we went to like New York. We the kids would go from our different grades. They would send to New York, and they they'd go for twenty one days, and they would stay with the host family. Oh wow, yeah. And so, and they went to China. They went to was the purpose of that to not give not just give them amazing experiences, but to hopefully get them adopted. No, oh, no, okay. that it was just kind of seeing other countries. We mm-hmm. had opportunity that um were given to us and so I never went because I was sassy but I remember uh people coming back from like America from New York and they would say oh my gosh like America is like castles everywhere Mm -hmm. and that was my interpretation I was like it's pretty amazing, you know, like castles. So I was expecting castles, but sorry for the letdown. <laughs> but I think the castles are more like houses, you know, like each person mm-hmm. has a house. Yeah. You know, yeah. where in Ukraine we have tall buildings, you know, we live on the 14th floor. Right. And so right. um, yeah, so we just kind of I was I was not disappointed, okay. honestly. So we all do live in castles. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Especially where you yes. and I live. I mean, yes. 
uh, we live in a neighborhood called Daybreak and all the different houses are different colors and it's it's very utopian looking. Yes, very unique, different. Yeah. I think we're being reproduced in some other areas because how good it is. Yeah. And Everyone so, came here and I'm like, it just looks so good. Yeah. 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 So no, I, I am thankful. We have so many opportunities. We have so many, you know, you can go to college, even if you're 90 years old, mm-hmm. I mean, in Ukraine, that's kind of frowned upon because mm-hmm. after a certain age, you can't go, wow. you know, but here, if you want to study something, why not? You know? Yeah. yeah. You have, it's, it's funny how, when you, you think about the freedoms we have, yeah, how you can take them for granted so much. Like I was in England one day, I was in England for six weeks, visiting my sister who lived there. And um, I said, Hey, do you want me to bring the car around? And this man turns to me and says, you can drive. And I'm like, (laughs) I mean, as a trucker's daughter, (laughs) he was asking such a stupid question. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even, I try to respond kindly, but I did not in this moment. I was like, yeah, I can drive, <laughs> you know, like whatever, sir, you yeah, know? Yeah. And my sister, she was like, oh, you know, we're American, you know, to this man. And, and he's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, duh, we're American. Listen yeah. to my voice. Right. But yeah. I was like really puzzled by this. And she goes over there. It's like 30, it's like 3,500 pounds. And this would have been 17 years ago. Wow. And to get a driver's license. Wow. And most families can't afford to do that. And the sentiment is why have a girl do it? Yeah. And, um, you know, here it's like 50 bucks. Yep. And, but a working class family, which is what I came from in America, we would not have been able to afford that. Yeah. And so why do that for a girl? And my family definitely wouldn't have done it because girls are just <laughs> supposed to get married, but I was too ugly to get married. So I was oh. with my parents. That was, that was the big family plan. Sorry, mom and dad, <laughs> Mr. Green found all of this attractive, but <laughs> no, you're awesome. Lita. No, I, I, oh my don't gosh, worry. My self-esteem is secure, but, but you can see, and then I, you know, I think of England more like us, you know, and then talking about castles, I went to Costa um, Rica we were driving around and it was like, we're in this band where they're transporting us and I'm looking at these little huts. shots. Yeah. Huts, yeah huts. Just, you know, 150 yeah. square feet, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe. And I'm just thinking, Oh man, I'm just feeling this sense of gratitude. Cause yeah. I, I mean, I know I live in a great place compared to how I grew up, yeah. but yet wh- how I grew up was not in a 150 square foot hut. Yeah. And they're like, see, isn't life so great here? We live, you know, yeah. we have the Pura Vida here. I mean, it's a good life. And I'm like, wow, look at that perspective. So you growing up in the orphanage, you felt like you had it pretty good or? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had really, really well. I feel like we were taught values and I feel like they've done the best they they could. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't mind it. I, sometimes I felt threatened by other uh, kids, but I kind of, could stand up for myself. You were sassy. I was. Yeah. I was. And so there were situations where they were kind of like prison situations where people are trying to beat you up and stuff, but it was never too bad. Mm-hmm. But but of course I'm looking at the perspective here. <laughs> but I'm no, like somewhere the, between castles and huts. Is I know what we're, what we're I know. Yes. Here. No, yeah. it's it was nice. It was it wasn't I think if I lived with my mom it would have been worse. 
my my aunt told me that when I was little about so you're in contact she, with your genetic family. No, I actually no, I actually wrote a letter to my mom when I was about 13. And I wanted to know who she was. I we in our medical chart, they usually have the last known address. And uh-huh. so I wrote a letter not knowing, you know, if that's the current address or whatever. And I um I sent it out just thinking, well, if it gets there, it gets there. Then my aunt uh, told me later, my aunt, my my mom's. So later on, so they came over, like there was a group of like maybe 12 people and somebody came over and they said, are you Yulia? And I said, yeah. And they're like, there's some people here to see you. I totally forgot about the letter, honestly. Uh-huh. I, I kind of let it go because I thought it's So you're saying gonna... they came to the orphanage? Yeah, they came to the orphanage because of the address and everything. And so they came to the orphanage and the, my mom came over and she said, are you Yulia? I said, yeah. And and she said, um, I'm your mom. And she started crying. And my sister and brother, they were little tiny. And oh, you were uh, there with your siblings yeah, in the orphanage? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it was no. just me. Oh, okay. So I had no idea that I even had brothers and sisters. I had wow. no idea. I had no, I didn't know um, that I had any family at all. I knew there's probably a mom somewhere, but I had no idea if there is any siblings. Okay. And so they came in and they were about maybe four and two. They were a little tiny. And, uh, and so we kind of talked a little bit. I told her what perfume I liked. And so she brought me. <laughs> Sounds like perfume. a 13 year old. Yeah. <laughs> what can I get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And so um, I, I didn't see my mom because she had no uh, visitation rights. Uh, she would visit me. Now, she do would we visit know me. why she, I'm assuming yeah. she relinquished or lost those rights? Yeah, or? she did. She was an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, she was an alcoholic all her so life. So you guys don't have a foster care program that's designed to reunite kids with their no. parents. It's no. you, once you cross a certain line, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The government comes and I, at that time, uh, people were complaining that she was really loud and uh, her uh, boyfriend, her other person that she lived with he was he was always um making a whole bunch of noises coming in and knocking on her door and and so it was just a really hard situation and so um after that the government came in and got me and they placed me in the orphanage and that was it wow wow so you're saying it would have been worse with your mom so yeah yeah because my aunt told me that when i was about two she came in I was in the diaper and um and I was just I just looked really hungry she gave me a piece of bread and I I devoured it I just ate it like instantly and I was done and just I think in the mind of alcoholic you don't care about anybody else well um we can only love to the level that we love and we um some love you know if you love a drug it cuts off other love yeah you know, yeah. so even though that wasn't her intention, and of course we asked her, she loved you, but having um, addicts in my family, it's it's a hard, it's 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 a hard thing to reconcile with because the love doesn't change that you have for them, but that choice is clouded out yeah. other things. And I've heard a lot of alcoholics say it like that, or drug addicts, you know, that they were so blinded by it. So at least yeah. you can have peace that she wanted to come see you. And yeah, yeah, she loved you and I want to tell you a sad story. So I was. Um, I was four and this is the earliest memory I have. And um, when I was four years old, I was going to get adopted by a family, a young family. And um, 
uh, I remember crying, like crying and not stopping for a long time until I just fell asleep. And then the next morning they returned me. Then years later, I, uh, I, we were going to, my husband and I we were going to adopt. We were thinking of adoption uh, because we want a little boy. We had two girls and, and uh, uh, one of the ladies said, you know, it's kind of like a teddy bear when you have a pet, not a pet, but like a toy or something else, it's something that would be taken away from you. Uh, that's kind of like all, you know, you know, and so basically I'm comparing the orphanage to the mm-hmm. teddy bear, right? You know, instead of somebody that was saying, your hey, zone. yeah, instead of somebody sitting down say, hey, I, I know I'm four, maybe I wouldn't understand everything. But if a teacher sit down with me and say, hey, there's a couple that would love to adopt you, take you home and love you. You know, nobody explained to me anything. So they just kind of came in. They gave me to the couple. And of course, I'm just crying the whole night until I fell asleep. And then they brought me back. And they were like, she's broken. You know? <laughs> and so that I, was I the... feel like I have more dedication to adopting a cat. But um, <laughs> yeah, we have a cat that's a peer. And my husband's like, ah. And I'm like, we've taken in a living thing. We are committed for its whole life, you know? Okay, so I want to transition a little bit because this is endlessly fascinating because I... Um, did not grow up in an orphanage, you know, yeah, but I, yeah. I think of orphanages, you know, like, can I have more? Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, that's the, that's the Annie version. That's you know, the well, Annie version. Um, why, um, why is it, why is it, what, the British one that I'm, everyone's yelling it out right now. Cause I totally know this, but anyway, the, the um, Oliver Twist. Oliver the, Twist. Yeah. That's yes. where he's like, can I have more? Yeah. More? You want more? Anyway, um, and my producers can do way better British accent. So feel free to sound um do it better for me there, Chris. But anyway, um, so when this whole thing broke out with Ukraine, mm-hmm. I put something up um on Facebook, just I, I can't remember exactly what I what I did, but anyway, this I was so struck by this person being like, Oh, I bet the Ukrainian people are so happy about it because you know, Ukraine doesn't have as many luxuries as Russia has, you know, basically. And I was like, um, no, um, because I don't know a ton about Ukraine. I mean, I'm not some kind of geopolitical, you know, try to pay attention, but I do know that the Ukrainian people have a deep, deep sense of national pride. Yes. And I think we've been seeing that more and more, um, of that Ukrainian pride and people from, other parts of the world that are Ukrainian coming back to defend. Um, they have a long history. And a lot of times I think people perceive them as Russian and, you know, Vladimir um, Putin, you know, he, he perceives them as Russian. So fill us in a little bit with the authority of having actually lived in Ukraine. until you were 15, what the national, um, just give us a little bit about that. You know, um, we were part of Russia for a long time and the life was not okay because we didn't have freedom. We didn't have freedom to choose where we want to worship or anything really. And so it was kind of hard, but Ukrainian people are not happy with what's going on. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. 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 It's uh, we, we're very proud people. I think when we became independent in 1991, um we felt uh relieved that we were able to break away and because uh, of the fall of russia yes they're not being able to keep control yes but they had been have insurgency fighting 
the I think it's been, it was like 40 years that yeah. Russia had Ukraine. Yeah, I think it's like 80. Okay. Yeah. So it's like 80. Sorry. Again, I know not, that I was looking at the posts and things, you know, with the, but they, they had insurgency fighting that whole time. Yeah. That yeah. does not sound like a people who want to be Russian. No, no. It's just the president, just the mm-hmm. president, evil, evil president that they have. And he just, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's just, it's just really, really sad that. Cause it's not the Russian people. I, I love seeing yeah, um, the not. people protesting. Yeah. And you think about if there is enough confidence for, I think I heard it was like 3000 people for 3000 people to gather. That means there's a lot of people around them that were saying, yeah, go, go be there. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. And so that's, that's a pretty big protest for a country that it's illegal to protest. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ukraine, we're happy to be our own country. We're happy to be who we are. And that's why the president of Ukraine always says we will fight for our freedom, for our children. We will fight Mm -hmm. for our country. We're willing to die for our country. And so it's just, it's just really, really sad with what's going on. I mean, because I, I wish there was more help because um, we we were promised we were promised that because of we when we had nuclear power and everything we gave that up and with the promise with the promise of security and so now I'm just confused why we're not given that security because many people are dying Mm -hmm. I mean we've seen so many kids adults you know women and children are all dying the funny thing is from because I've kind of been diving into a little bit that Russia has um, blocked NATO, I mean, blocked Ukraine from becoming a member of NATO. And NATO, which America is a part of, and Russia, Mm -hmm. who has a history of attacking Ukraine, were the ones promising security. Yep. So it's like asking the wolf to guard the hen house. Yep. You know, and um, where the United States is a major funder of NATO we have stepped away from being the decision maker to being equal to that. Yeah. Plus, um, you know, the, the Russian mentality of how they fight is very different than how we fight. Um, like in Syria, mm-hmm. there was intentional targeting by the Russian government military, you know, let's make it clear. It's the leaders, not the people Yeah. Um, to attack red lines and to attack, um, you know, what we're seeing now maternity wards being attacked yeah you know being bombed that you know uh a lot of western mentality countries attack with you know precision and when there is a civility you know a civilian casualty it's you know how could this have happened but to realize that um other countries with a different mentality of the world hurt you to the point that you can't take the price anymore yeah and that means attacking your civilians. Yeah. And um, did you listen to um, Putin's um, speech? Which one? Well, the one that he said about how he's attacking Ukraine. Yeah, I did. How I did. did. Feel? Um, not very good. Yeah. I, I, I think he honestly snapped. <laughs> I mean, I, the, I the question is, did he snap or is it just have such a, I mean, he was KGB. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't think you're perfectly sound in your mind. Yeah. If you choose to torture people as part of your job. Yeah. That's not somebody, I mean, I don't think he's crazy. I think he's got a very different view of the world 
and he's pretty smart because he's yeah he's uh doing this in a very measured way you know i almost think that if i go out i must go out in glory you know that kind of mentality you know if he does if something does happen he is thinking well maybe you know if i do this the most damage yeah i who knows right it's yeah. hard to know what the yeah. mind of another person but yeah how he took okay i said you know it starts with a c i said it wrong cream 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 so some people say crimea cream and she goes cream cream yeah it's, it's just the american way they right say but you know we yeah. um, we meaning the western world mm-hmm. you know europe yeah america did nothing to stop that annexation yeah. of cream yep see how I did that it good yeah and then you know they did little steps in they're like okay but this is what I just cannot get around is how we're not sanctioning Russia's main and almost only import oil and gas yeah Yeah, and I wish I don't know I don't know what to tell you you know it's I you know I've been told that there is other ways you know I had to talk to my husband about it because I'm not really into politics I can listen to it and kind of say okay I guess that makes sense but I was asking my husband about it and he said well yeah they could have gone with like Alaska and they why didn't we because we were independent I I had no idea you know where the gas was coming yeah and so well, yeah. just the state of Utah has enough oil to supply the United States for over 200 years oh, wow. Alaska could supply the world for like wow. it's like crazy how much oil they wow have. And so shutting down the XL pipeline, I, I do pay, I do pay pretty close attention to it, probably because I came from a working class background mm-hmm. and I lived in DC, I lived in New Hampshire and you start seeing how decisions made at places of government, they don't affect the middle class as much. Mm-hmm. They affect what I'm calling the working class. I mean, the person who has to go work at a labor job and if they don't do that job that day, mm-hmm. you know, one hospital bill puts them in debt for years. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm talking about that form of America, which mm-hmm. really is probably about 40% of Americans. Yeah. But the people that are making the decisions are, you know, then there's the people who tend to probably vote more. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that are, you know, like how we're living, living a good life. Yeah. You know, beautiful mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yep. Um, you know, you and I have both had periods where we were stay-at-home moms. Yeah. And yeah. that takes resources to do that. Yeah. And, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you see someone stocking shelves that's 50. Yeah. They, yeah. they probably um, are going to have a hard time finding the ability to go and, um, you know, take a week vacation. Yeah. Or, you know, to not work or something. Yeah. So, you know, most of America are these, but we make decisions off of the upper middle class and the, what the wealthy, you know, over a half a million dollars of income would, yeah. would feel. So it's a, it's a, I, I wanted to start, I started paying attention a lot after living in DC because I'm like seeing how they shut down the truckers. There was a, a strike and um, long story, but I, w- I was able to see kind of firsthand some things. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not making decisions that make sense for the truckers. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, separating governments from their people. Yeah. Um, Putin has, it was very clear from his um, 
I guess, day of the union. <laughs> That's not like what it would be, but you know, his his view of of Russia is that Russia needs to be regained of their their glory days of yeah. 1920s, yeah, which is when they would have had Ukraine, yeah. right? Yeah, and all you know, Armenia and Romania, yeah, and, yeah, and and I think somebody told me that that was his um, goal. Because what I understand, I see, I had no idea. I mean, I knew he was a president for a very long time and I couldn't understand the why because presidents don't serve 20 plus years. No, he actually, uh, and he changed the law. He poisoned a rival and he changed the law. Yeah. So he's yeah. become a, a dictator in that sense that he has a hold of power. Yeah. But he's not relinquishing yeah. or sharing. But then somebody told me that he was supposed to be serving until like 36 until 2036 or something and so i'm so kind of wondering conceivable if, lifespan basically yeah yeah and so i wonder if he's trying to kind of make goals and follow with those goals and say you know what my goal is to gain access to ukraine and all surrounding countries and you know i don't know i don't yeah. know well it's, it's an interesting thing because i think especially when we look at politics in the world we you know, become comfortable with perceiving a certain part of the world that's different from our experience. Um, I've been really heartened to see how um, the world has responded with sympathy to mm -hmm. Ukraine, and I think it's appropriate. On the same hand, I'm sad to see how Syria was handled. Mm -hmm. Russia attacking Syria, Syria having their internal conflicts, right? Mm -hmm. How Afghanistan was a four-day news thing. Yeah. And there are still Americans stranded over there. And, but the thing is, we almost see these people over there as other because the daily patterns of their lives are so different than ours. And I think it's easier for Americans to identify with Ukrainians because the pattern of their life is more like our life. Yeah. And yeah. so we're like, oh, you know, you see these pictures of these homes. Yeah. And it feels like it's an American city. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like, you know, when you see a desert hut. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, that's yeah. too bad. You lost your hut. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. but it's yeah. it's much easier to be callous or unsympathetic or unaware to realize. I love how um, I heard it said that to each person, their life is as precious as my life, you know, to mm -hmm. their own life. Right. Yeah. And, you know, every one of us wake up in the morning and have, you know, hopes and aspirations yeah. and hurts. For that day yep and i i love to think about how conflict can bring us together but it also makes you sad that we need conflict to bring yeah. us together yeah i think you take things for granted you know i think you forget how good you have it mm -hmm. because you know like you were saying you know we we're all the same and we are ukrainian people are exactly the same like american people you give up you get up you go to work you do what's best for your family you come home and you love your kids and your wife and your family around you and you do all over again every single day and i mean you know american homes are definitely richer than ukrainian yeah, I mean, we homes. have the highest quality of yes. living anywhere in the yes. world so when and people say we want to be like the rest of the world i'm selfish enough to say and honest enough to say 
I don't want to live in a hut. Yes, yes. You've seen the high rises, you know, and and that's what's sad is that it's not that you're bombing one home. You're you're bombing the whole building of people that live on each floor. There's probably three or four people that live on each floor. Mm-hmm. And so you have this little tiny space where you call your home. And how and, how big would one of these homes in these like uh, 200 square feet 300 probably 300 yeah because when i was in I armenia know. i went into several people's homes and they were um you know like you know i was sitting at their dining room table they graciously offered us and Ro- armenia also used to be an eastern Bloc country mm-hmm. yeah, russia um and i was sitting with my back to the, the stove knob so i had to sit up straight to not have my back sit to the knob mm-hmm. and i frankly i was sitting in one of the more comfortable spots yeah you know very little homes to you yeah. know to feed what yeah. was you know them which is a total of six people yeah very little when i went to visit my aunt one time with my husband and the girls the girls were little they were probably like four and two and um and my aunt she didn't have a table so she brought out like a ironing board mm-hmm. and she set that up and it was fancy you know it was fancy. she'd done this before yeah yeah and so I thought you know what it's amazing to think of how different things are you know and it's the little things that add up you know like um just having a fridge yep big enough that I can go get all the food my family needs for yep. a week or two three depends yep. I mean, I do juicing, so it's a little, it's a little, it's a, right. But I could, I could conceivably go grocery shopping once a month if I wanted to. Yeah. Right. And have enough food for my family. And I know it sounds so pampered, but you don't have fridges that big in other countries. They don't, they really don't. Um, yeah, they're not big, but the quality of life that that gives me, like if I were the typical housewife, right. Yeah that I would only have to go to the grocery store once a month or maybe twice a month. What do I get to do with all the other time versus having to go every other day? Yeah. Right. And then the price of, uh, you know, food fluctuating, what does that do to your budget? Yeah. You know, just the niceties of my life, you know, I have every time saving cleaning advice, um, cleaning advance that society has to offer. Yeah. And you know, I've, I remember going to Armenia and seeing a, an old lady sweeping the street with a broom mm-hmm. that I have decorative brooms that have more substance to them. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, like I, I kind of want to tell you what it's like. So we went to, so they, we have two girls. They're, I want to say 15 and 17 at the time when we went and uh, to Ukraine. And so we live like Ukraine has, it's, it's amazing because Ukraine is very modernized. It's not considered poor, right? but like for a family of four to feed us, one meal would be about $12. <laughs> yeah. So you can go and to, you can go to like, um, like a cafeteria style, so they'd be equal can... to like Russia as far as being considered a second world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but the quality even of first world. I yeah. mean, I, I'm not sure exactly where the distinction is, but I think it's like there's, you know, a handful of first world countries, you know, as yeah. far as economic advancements. Yeah. We have like beautiful structures. Yeah. We have so much history. And I really, Which really hope. Which predates that... Russia yes. being oh a country. Gosh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. listening to a thing on the, the, the Baltics area, which, you know, you, you know, Ukraine yeah, yeah, is a yeah. part of, 
and you know the dress of the Ukrainian people that would just celebrate their day. Yeah. It has they said it has like a 2000 year history. Yeah. That predates Russia yep. being a country. Yep. You know, these cultural things. I actually have those dresses. What are they called and, again? Uh Vishivka uh we, oh, I forgot. It's Ukrainian word. Um I think it's called Vishivanka. Sounds good to me. <laughs> That you heard it here, right <laughs> they have, here. They have Ukrainian. Um, it's stitched by hand, most of it. A lot of it is reproduced right now because people are trying to sell to the right traveling, you know, the the uh, tourism and everything. Right, they right. have the top and the skirt, and mainly it's but obviously made by hand traditionally and, it would have yeah. been made by hand. They didn't have sewing I know, machines. yeah. Again, another advantage. Yeah. I've got three sewing machines in the room. <laughs> I could open up a, I could open up a sweatshop right here. <laughs> People probably make a lot more than some countries. <laughs> Anyone takes out of the context, it sounds really bad. <laughs> I know. But, uh, you know, you think of like, you know, a lot of countries, if you have a sewing machine, that's a business. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And we have these things that people would save up for to have, to be able to have that business. We, yeah, we just have them there for when I want to do some mending. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we, as like, I, it's funny because a lot of people, um with our community you know if somebody if there's a hole in a jacket and i say hey bring it over to me i'll sew it up for you and people are just what you know it's a big thing and i was like i learned how to sew and i don't mind sharing the talent you know yeah and so it's kind of i like i said all you have to do is go into um di or salvation army or you know savers thrift stores and see the the um, mass of things that we have just yeah which is great that we're donating those yeah but you know um as a child i don't think i've ever said this on a podcast but um as a child um my dad would take loads of things to the dump because you know um you know broken boards and things from setting up mobile homes and man there was good stuff at the dump and i would come home with that stuff yeah and my family would just kind of proud of me and kind of tease me yeah, you know, yeah. but I didn't mind digging through it to find yeah. things because you could find things. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I, you know, grew up poor by American standards. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thankful that I had got a world perspective that I, we are so guilty in this country. And I think in every country, um, it's not quite as bad as it is here because we're out pouring so much culture through Hollywood, through our media. Yeah. Um, and people are consuming American you know, television and TV and things, I mean, movies. Um, But we're so guilty in this country of projecting and assuming that everyone has what we have. Yes, everybody wants what we, yeah, the same things. We all want the same things, like you said, to love our family, take care of them, right? Yeah. But that we just assume that they all have access. You know, we are, we are the Marie Antoinettes of our day, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if they don't have cake, let them eat, you know, if they don't have bread, let them eat cake, which by the way, she never said, but you know, it was propaganda, but the concept of her being astounded Marie Antoinette, that the people didn't have bread were clearly they had cakes and cookies and yeah. And pizza or whatever, you know, that we're guilty of that. Yeah. And the, the security that we live with. I mean, how many times are you aware of that Ukraine has been attacked by Russia? Oh, well, not too long ago, what, 2015, 2014? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with that was Krim. a real... With Krim? With Krim, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Krim. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, so it's just, it's just the whole situation. I kind of almost wonder if they were preparing us for this. 
you know, and I really hope that people were kind of uh, thinking, well, there might be something bigger and stocked up on food and Mm -hmm. just things like that, a little bit of food storage, I guess, you know. But yeah, I don't know. They, it seems like they've always kind of, I, I honestly thought maybe they were done, but I knew that there was something bigger going to be coming after this. So, and uh, I just actually read on the news that, and I don't know how true it is, but I've, I've heard that the China where they just had the Olympics, they asked them to not <laughs> yeah. fight before, you know, I, I've, I've uh, heard this, the, the timing of it's too convenient. And there, there is a lot of economic advantage and China has not condemned what Russia is doing as one of two countries that I've heard of. So it, I, I think it probably is true. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be in the middle of the war while right. you're trying to have Olympics or something, you know? Right. Right. But yeah, it's just, and it's, it's always interesting to me how people have things that they're passionate about, but it stops at the border of their country. Um, like, you know, gay rights, why, if you care about that, why are we not fighting for that in every country? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they are the, the amount of, you know, the young man that was beheaded for being gay in Iran, right? Like if this is important to you, then let's talk about the world stage, not just here. You know, I have religious feelings that I do not believe stop at my border. I, I want to share that with people all over the world because we're all equal. Right. But, um, you know, where are the, where are the women rights advocates on the, the rights of Afghani women? I was really disappointed. Um, it makes me like, I consider myself a classical feminist, but, uh, that we weren't standing up for women in Afghanistan. Why? That just lets me know how deep your, your feelings really go. If you're not willing to have them extend beyond your border, right. Which the Ukrainian people are showing that, you know, people, from Washington state and Germany and Poland, you know, are coming because they want to, you know, defend their homeland. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. tell us about your friend who is not Ukrainian, right? They're oh, not Ukrainian. Uh, no, they're not. They're American, but um, they're driving, they're flying to uh, Poland on Monday and they are going to, it's a father and son, um, they're going to be going to Poland and they're, I, I'm assuming they're going to be just uh, renting a car like a van and they would just probably hold up a sign and saying, we well, could take eight people to, you know, to different areas where it's safe. Right, because these people have had to abandon their cars yes. if they had one. Yeah, a lot in, of people are walking. There's right. not a lot of people that but have cars. But a lot cars. of people would have, in a city, why would you have a car? Yeah, Even yeah. Even in Washington, yeah. D.C., I live there well, happily without a car. I think it's, if when you have a car, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, you, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you, you're thankful for the house that you have. You're thankful for the car that you have. And where we live, it's necessary to get from one point to another where we have a, awesome transportation public transportation where you pay five cents you're to talking get in you. ukraine has in ukraine yes. i didn't want anyone to be confused Sorry. with utah in ukraine yeah. <laughs> yeah in utah you you live too far away from everything I yeah feel. i mean you're you're very economically disadvantaged if yes. you have a car here but, but in ukraine in uh, europe in general yes. it's not necessarily something yes. you need yes driver's license even yes. in england not a lot of people have them yeah. um so people are trying to get out of their country walking yes. Ukraine is a, is a big country. It is. I um, think we have what? 5 million, I think 5 million people. I kind of, I don't remember the, the 
recent number, but I thought that's what it was. I think it was even higher than that because I looked it up the other day. Maybe. Um, but um, 11 million is coming to mind. Really? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Google, did. I Google did. everyone. Google. I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, but geographically, it is a big country. So, yeah. you know, the question is, do you even have good enough walking shoes? I hope you hope people do just to walk. Yeah. So these people are yeah. getting to the Ukrainian border and then your friend is picking them up <laughs> and is going to take them yeah. to wherever they're going to seek asylum, yep. where they have family. Yep. Yeah, connections. Yeah. I think that's what they're gonna do. I that's what he they texted me um, that they are planning on doing. They're gonna be there for three weeks, and they would just help the refugees to on the border to get to a safer areas right. where they're able to hopefully have a better life. And I mean, so the invitation is if they want to uh, send you money, yeah. that you'll get it to them, yes. which they will get it to individuals to help them kind yes. of start their lives. So. You have, um, you know, huge opportunities through NGOs, and I recommend people investigate um, which ones they feel good about. Um, I donated to um, in, one of the largest humanitarian groups in the world, the Church of Christ of Latter-day Saints, that um, 100% of the money goes to the cause, and they're helping to put together kits and food for people that are right. refugees. Plus, they are consistent. They help Syria. They help Afghanistan. They help basically every crisis that breaks out in the world. And I love that 100% of my money is going to the cause. And the same thing would be with this. So that's kind yeah. of on like this huge level to, uh, you know, a, a micro level that you could help if you wanted yeah. to help like an individual. Yeah. Um, they could do that through you, through your friend. Yes. So yes. it's, uh, uh, I have a newsletter coming that'll come out any day now about ways that I think we can help. So I won't take the time in this podcast, but um, I think it's important that we, we look at the world, um, you know, more like we are members of the world. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there's enough success and happiness for, for all of us, but to realize that not everybody has the same opportunity to pursue that, yeah. that we do and live under a state of fear of their security. And the state of humanity has been one of warfare and conflict. Yeah. And the idea that we can live in perfect peace is something humans haven't done yet. Yeah. You know, that's why I love Jesus. Yeah, because that's what Jesus offers, right? Yeah, um, even peace in the turmoil. But um, I, I do think we're guilty of projecting, you know, our ambitions um, on other people, and assuming that everybody sees the world like we do, and let people show you who they are, right? Yeah, yeah. So we've got you. Um, Ukraine has a narcissist next door. If you want to put yeah. it in those kinds of terms. Yeah. Oh, such a Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sad, but I, I. Um, I encourage everyone listening to, um, you know, Yulia's got the, the sexy accent, oh. you know, um, to <laughs> reach out to, to people. <laughs> no, don't keep it. But um, to reach out to people, um, I knew that I, you know, I had to go and remind myself because I knew it was Ukraine or Romania. And I apologize. But, you know, uh, I stopped and talked to a lady at Costco and I said, you're, you're from Ukraine, right? Because I'd asked her. And it was cute because you knew exactly yeah, what I was talking yeah. about. Uh, because you're Ukrainian or yep. that community yep. is, is here. Yep. And we just talked for a minute and then I apologize because she's the one checking you out from Costco, you know, yep. so this line was building up behind us. And I kind of apologized to the man behind us. And as he walked by, he, he was clearly not irritated. Yeah. And he said to Claudia, you know, God bless your country, you know, like yeah. something to that effect. And, yeah. and uh, it was sweet to see that um, as we're going about our daily lives, that there's still that, that acknowledgement of what's yeah. going on. And, um, you know, 
just I'm sure you're worried about yeah my family yeah I have a sister that's right now at the bomb shelter and and uh pretty much they can't get any service I'm thankful to AT&T where they were able to tell people that if you have relatives or you know if you need to contact them they're able to contact them through AT&T for free to call them and see how they're doing I have a I have a my grandma's friend, um, she, my grandma passed away a few years ago, but my, my grandma's friend, she's kind of like an aunt to me. And, um, just, she said, you know, I called her and she started crying and she said, you know, I survived one war. I didn't realize I would have to live through another, you know, and she started crying and it was just sad because, uh, you know, I have another friend that they, she has a 17 year old and, and she said they, after a night at the um, subway station where they had to be taken shelter for a night in the beginning. From bombing. From bombing. Yes, from yeah. bombing. She said, mom, let's go home. If we die, we'll die at home. You know, and I just think 17 years old, like you shouldn't even think about things like that, dying. And, yeah. you know, it's just sad that it came to that point where, kids know this you know yeah do you um you know how you I've been hearing about how citizens are picking up guns yeah yeah I've heard that they said we will give a gun to anybody who wants to fight that's what the president said and you know I really love when you know when you look at the president you we are very proud of this man where he you know he became he was a comedian our president was a comedian well a um, lot of people look at our press president as a comedian and we've had other celebrities that have yeah. you know played um gone into office and everything yeah so but, it's not totally crazy yeah i guess it's not may, but, maybe kind of good because he didn't have um i've heard prior to this that he was cleaning up a lot of uh corruption yeah because when yeah. russia fell yeah these governments overnight you know every government every 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 government has corruption in it yeah yeah it sounds like he was trying to clean clean it up up. yeah but he even said in one statement he said uh, you know when a president american president tried to you know get him out of the country because he was really worried about having a target on his back and he said i don't need a ride i need ammunition and i just thought you know what that's That's a a quotable quote for sure yes i mean he wasn't afraid to stand with people and fight yeah and um because he's got family he's got you know he's got kids and and we all you know want the peace another thing that i love is he he um, when he became president he said i don't want pictures of me in your yes. offices of government leaders yeah. i want pictures of your family yeah in your office because when you make a president should not be an icon yes and you think about in history how you know sometimes countries are required to have you know the president or their dictator or whatever um you know in their buildings in their school rooms that he said i want you to look at pictures of your family to make decisions yeah yeah what if we all what if we all did that yeah and again i um you know it makes me mad this uh whole thing trying to you know find weaknesses in people guess what every human has weakness yeah um but you know he's he's not invading another country (laughs) and every human has has goodness too in them you know we all have that choice right yeah so I'm sure Putin has done good things in his life as a person. I kind of doubt it, <laughs> you know, on the scale uh, because of, um, you know, choosing to be, I mean, just 
what the KGB is yeah, and what yeah. it was. And um, so it's, it's a, you know, choosing to be a torturer for your job and the spies is a, it's a pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah. It, it takes a special mindset and, you know, there's proven that he's like on the way to kill people, but this president of your country, how do you say his name? Vladimir Zelinsky. Yeah. See, I don't know why I didn't have that. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, you're not the only one. Yeah. Well, I can't, even, I can't even do a British accent, which I've got at least 50% <laughs> Welsh in me. So, uh, yeah. So, um, sounds like a great man, a time made for his time. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could have all the answers, but I think we do need to start with assu- not assuming that people think and feel and have the same desires for the world that we do. Yeah. And yet to realize that we're all the same. Yeah. That's a hard balance. And that yeah. takes each situation to, to look at and to have a certain amount of humility about. Yeah. 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 Wow. Sorry guys. Downer, but you know, praise for your prayers for Ukraine and uh, thank you. Yeah, for coming in there and giving people uh, a micro level that they can help individuals yeah. that your friends are going to be transporting. It's, yeah. it's an amazing, yeah. amazing thing that they're doing. Yeah. And brave. Uh, yeah, going it close is brave. To it's, a war zone. It's amazing going into a war zone. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I am. Um, I would, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. If I were 80, a lot of people, maybe, a lot of people maybe if I were to 80, stand up and fight. Yeah. But with the way things are, you know, it's just, yeah. I'd rather go than have my kids go. Yeah, that's but, true. But um, good for them. Good for them for going and doing that. So go love your fellow humans. Everyone recognize that there are conflicts around the world. And let's make sure we're giving place at our heart for the refugees um, of Afghanistan, Syria, Ukraine, other parts of the world. I'm personally concerned um, about uh, China invading Taiwan. If you guys want to stay up all night go ahead and google some stuff about that and it'll it'll worry you a little bit but um the world is in conflict but it but we can make um, a piece of heaven how we connect with each other and how we love each other so okay thank you my friend julia yes for being on this episode of <laughs> share your hotness the share your hotness podcast is produced by van garrett media Lita green is the host and creator of the podcast Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.